I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Unfeatured articles. Currently, due to financial reasons, we all sleep in the same bed. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Unfeatured Articles. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's definitely my favorite. Yeah. yeah, and I have two of them, so you know I'm not lying. Like I'm yeah, actually I forgot, genuinely. I forgot you have two of them. <laughs> yeah, there. look yeah. at me. I'm really James. starting to stockpile. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, welcome to Unfeatured Articles. I'm Curtis Lang, the man. The dulcet tones of the man who just opened for us is Riley McNamara. That's him, and the. The, the the and the other one the the, the, the one who was also the big headed man himself big headed <laughs> all right his ego is ready to rock the world James Kehoe his ego is its James own Kehoe. podcast that's <laughs> it it's own podcast uh, uh, how are we today Jen uh, good as always yeah cool James you've just come from the Vina Carver season launch season haven't you launch that's right uh, Vina Carver Productions that is of course the student run theater company uh, in residence at QUT. Um, yeah, we had our season launch. We've got a big year of stuff coming up. Um, a few main house shows. If you're in the local Brisbane scene, definitely yeah. come along. Like us on Facebook, etc., etc. Yeah. Why am I plugging Congrats. so early? I just, I just so early went That's into cool. plugs. No, well, no. I was just about to say that Riley and I have just come from um, uh, a rehearsal for Underground Productions, the rival theatre company it's of true. Theater Karma, yeah. <laughs> the UQ theatre company, uh, Underground Productions, their production of When the Rain Stops Falling, which I'm bloody having a direct of, and Riley is um, doing a bit of... Uh, doing a bit He's of, a lead boy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get into the podcast, shall we? I'm glad we started up yeah. our own podcast so we could just plug just all plug our all own the individual stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, that show will have come and gone by the time this goes up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So it was a very yeah, short well, development. It was cycle. very. It, it, it will be done. Uh, it was very short. Anyway, disregard <laughs> uh, that one. Well, that and just gents. means we're no longer bitter rivals. We're no you longer. Know? We're, we we're, can be friends. We again, can James. be friends again. I'm so excited. So what this. are we doing uh, this week? Hey everyone, just your friendly neighbourhood producer Zane sticking my nose in here to let you know that when the rain stops falling, uh, Curtis's show that he is directing and that Riley is starring in will, in fact, still be running after this episode drops. It runs from the 28th of February until the 3rd of March, and you can still buy and book tickets. The booking link will be in the show notes, so go check it out there. And now I'll give you back to the boys. As every week, James. We're doing the podcast, which is uh, a show where we... Well, a podcast is a show. <laughs> if you want to know Let's what a podcast is, let me just kind of take it back a little bit. No, so Unfeatured Articles, this is a show where each of us has come to the table uh, with an obscure, oddly specific uh, Wikipedia article. And um, each of us is going to take a moment to talk about it and we'll riff on it. We'll, we'll have, have some banter. Time. We'll have, have some, some banter. banter. Yeah. If it's your first time, welcome. If it's not, welcome back. Thank you. Um, we, we love it when you come yeah, back to thank us. thank you for coming back. And uh, for those returning listeners, and, you know, it can be for the new listeners as well, but mainly for the returning listeners, yeah. um, I've got two things to say. I'm so excited. In this already oh. massively long introduction to this episode <laughs> of the like podcast. It. Please, Chris. Um One, I did realise that the 
prostitute factoid that I gave a couple, either last week or the week before, yeah. about uh, prostitute rising in Queensland. Oh, okay. Uh, where, like, uh, marriage, ma- divorce rates dropping when prostitution was legalized in Queensland. Yeah. I have realized that that is actually a bit, it is true, uh-huh. but it is a bit that I full on ripped from comedian Jim Jeffries. Ah, oh, good. So uh, to Jim Jeffries, if you're listening, I'd just like to say sorry <laughs> <laughs> that I that I ripped that off. We're sorry, Jim Jeffries. We're so yeah. sorry. Check out his uh, specials on Netflix. Um, they're very, very good. He's a very funny man. He's actually. a funny boy. Third yeah. plug of the intro. <laughs> Third plug Jeff of the intro. <laughs> Second, I've got another fact about the Wanganui River region. Oh, oh fantastic. Ready? So I love um, a good throwback. In the late 90s. Yeah. A man burst into the Wanganui Wanganui area radio station, like the local radio station, okay, and like held them hostage and demanded that they play the Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog no and the Muppets. Way. Yeah, what? I just found that out. Like I was, I was for some reason I was in, I was doing a Wikipedia dive, yeah, um, and I found myself on the page <laughs> of the Rainbow Connection, and it said, yeah, in the Wanganui region of New Zealand, region of New Zealand. Wow, that's so small world. Things coming back. <laughs> Yeah, small world. small world for small world. <laughs> Wikipedia world Wikipedia. apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Who well, thought? shall we? <laughs> this this has been a long introduction, uh, but I've liked it. Uh, have you liked it, Riley? I've I've enjoyed this thoroughly. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> same time Zane, next week. Zane has not. Zane, has, Zane, Zane our producer it. has not. Same time I next week. His face is <laughs> in his hands because he loves it so much. Exactly. Right. Well, shall we get into? Our articles for today, boys. please. I think so. Who would like to kick off? I'll do it, James. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, cool. James Kehoe. I don't remember who started last week, so I'm going to presume it doesn't that matter. It wasn't me. You're doing uh, it. Now. I cool. think it was you, but regardless. Hey, well, there you go. You, you, you do it. You do you, mate. Got the zings. You just All look right. so excited. I was, and uh, I am so excited because I'm going to talk about uh, extreme ironing. <laughs> What? Ironing as in? Ironing to the extreme. Yeah, oh, like my. my shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. So this is, of course. Uh, it's an extreme sport in which people take ironing boards to remote locations and iron items of clothing. What? Oh my God. Um, according to the Extreme Ironing Bureau, which this- is a bureau that I want to be a part of. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's what I want to be when I grow up. Move over, Vena Carver. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm done with it. I'm going as soon to- as these guys pick you up, yeah. you will drop them so fucking hard. <laughs> I'm just waiting on the call. I'm just waiting on the it's call. It's just a stepping stone. Yeah. Um, it is... Extreme ironing is the latest danger sport that combines the thrills of an extreme outdoor activity with the satisfaction of a well-pressed shirt. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Oh, my God. That is a business card. I've been like, waiting. You know, I've over said That's beautiful. I love it. those two things to mix. Why didn't we think of that? Right, exactly. Oh, I mean, we can become extreme ironers. We could. We just can't f- found the bureau. Like, could we be, could we, we be yeah. extreme podcasters? Oh, extreme. Like we podcast what lab selling or something. Yeah. Oh, can we do that? We Zane, can we do that? That's a yes? He's he, nodding yeah, he, yes. He's, he's definitely nodding yes. his head. I have uh, spoken to the director. There will be ab sailing <laughs> on the night. He's yes. booking the flights now. <laughs> um <laughs> So, we got to fly out of the country to do it. The, yeah, he's booking his flights to leave us. Um, Sorry, ironing. Yes, back yeah, to ironing, ironing. please. Um, some locations where such performances have taken place include a mountainside uh, of a difficult climb, a forest, in a canoe, while skiing. In a canoe. In a canoe, yeah. <laughs> Just kind of, well, you know, what if your shirt gets rumpled while you're in the canoe? Um and then on top of large bronze statues. Um, I don't know why they had specified Specifically bronze? Yeah, just the bronze ones. Um, in the middle of the M1 motorway. Uh, <laughs> like in Australia? Maybe. Yeah. 
Well, I, I'm assuming there's that yeah, probably, probably not the only country with an M1. M1s. Um, M motorway one, the first moment. <laughs> the first motorway facts for you, ladies you and gentlemen. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, let's see. What else have we Tell got? Tell me more, James. I'm I'm at the edge of my seat. <laughs> so, oh, there's actually a documentary about it, which I've just oh. Uh, oh. discovered. The sport gained international attention after a documentary entitled Extreme Ironing, Pressing for Victory, was produced <laughs> for Britain's Channel 4 by WAG TV. Uh, the program followed the British team's efforts and eventual bronze and gold placings in the first Extreme Ironing World Championships in Germany, which is a hyperlink that I'm going to click right now. You definitely Please. are. Uh, Tell yeah. me more. So the first Extreme Ironing World Championships. Let's kind of get into it. Whenever you're ready, mate. Well, I mean, internet speeds. Here we go. <laughs> Zane, get better internet. No, it's the NBN. Let's blame Oh, the Turn. NBN. Blame Turnbull. Yeah. Everyone wants to blame Turnbull. Everyone wants to blame No, I blame Turnbull too. Um, He's a blameable guy. He's a blameable guy. So this is the first Extreme Ironing World Champions Championships uh, held in mid-September 2002 in Valley, Bavaria, a small village near Munich in the district Maisbach. Uh... And we have ten nations. Oh, uh, tell me them now. So were we there? We were. Oh yes, Carlsies yeah. go. We're <laughs> <laughs> representing. Um, let's see. Let's. All right. So what have we got? We've got sections. We've got ironing championship sections. Yeah. Wow. Um, so we've got five sections. Urban involved ironing in, on, or around a broken down car. What? Why, why is that urban? I don't know. Okay, and cool. I don't know why okay. it's a broken down We don't have car. time for explanations. Sorry, go, sorry, go. Sorry. I don't make the rules. Water. A, flash, a fast-flowing river was the location for this station. Competitors would use surfboards, canoes, or rubber rings to help them. Oh, my God. Ironing on, a like, one of those donuts? Yes. That get towed behind oh a boat? Holy crap. Yes, please. Could you imagine the balance that would be required? Oh, it's impeccable. <laughs> um, forest. Ironing at the top of a tree... Did not suit all the competitors. <laughs> no elaboration. No, that's my line. I'm sorry. I'm not, <laughs> doing, like, that. not doing that. <laughs> I'll do it in the river. I'll get me on a bloody... I'm scared of heights. I'm on a boogie board in the middle of a, a white water rapids, but no, up a tree. Up no a tree. Right. Don't, not, not a fan not of trees. Not a fan of the maple tree. Yeah. Um, rocky, uh, which was a purpose-built climbing wall. Uh, ironists had to climb and iron a T-shirt. And then the last one. It's actually kind of impressive. I, honestly, it is. I would not. I can't. I can barely I iron now. I can't <laughs> iron by myself. Yeah, yeah. I um, need an adult. <laughs> and of course, the last one, freestyle. Did they dance? The section where anything goes. It <laughs> <laughs> is anything. What? Anything goes. Anything so goes. can you just like iron normally, and that would be considered freestyle extreme ironing? Yeah, well, it's not very extreme, is it? No, you wouldn't get many points. Freestyle, that's, yeah, you that's, wouldn't, that's get, you wouldn't get the points. That's fair. I'm in it for the points. Anything yeah, goes, right, yeah. man. Right. What's the What's the craziest thing you can think of to do while to ironing? do while ironing? Um, gosh, I feel like skydiving is. Like I was going to say skydiving yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to also take the aerial route and say, you know how there's all the footage of the guys who like walk on bi-wing planes, like Ooh, they walk yeah. on ironing on one ironing of those on goddamn things. Planes. Ironing in just, space. Just, just the fact that. The wind would blow the shirt so much. Yeah. It would be so true. Well, ironing in space. In space, that would no be one bloody can hear difficult. you iron. Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> That's yes. proven. Yes. But like you, you, you'd start to iron and then that bit would start to go up in the air and true, float around and get true. a bit wrinkled. You have to go back and it'd just be really, really difficult. Yeah. 
Jeez. Oh my god. Oh, anything else to say on owning? Because well, let's get into the results. Please. Oh, please. oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, How could we forget about what that? What year was this, by the way? This was 2002. It hasn't happened since then. Uh, ooh, I've not checked. That's all right. This is the, this is all I need to know. If, yeah, this, if yeah. this is ongoing, I'm. I would hope. I would hope. Career next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the so there were three Great Britain teams. Uh, GB one, two, and three. Yeah. Uh, GB one and three. Of managed, course, the British. Of course, have three teams yeah, for the yeah, ironing because yeah. they they have so many ironers. Yeah. Sent all their butlers in. Um. GB one and three won gold and bronze. German and Austrian competitors picked up. Uh, the individual prizes. I'm not sure what those are. Um, so here we go. Competitors were tests on their ability to cope with five arduous ironing tests on a variety of fabrics and in different environments, ranging from rocky to forest, urban and water. A 70-strong contingent gathered in a muddy field to combine the often mundane household task with extreme pursuits such as rock climbing. Wow. Um, the wow. British team prepared for the championships in different locations. Uh such as Ben Nevis, Scaffold Pike, and Snowden, oh God, in the hope of winning prizes, including a holiday in Hawaii, oh washing machines, <laughs> and other household goods. <laughs> How incredible. I'm so proud. <laughs> so proud of them. I'm glad. I hope they still use their washing machine. Um, I hope it was a good one. I hope it was a good washing machine. Um, and that's about all I've got on extreme ironing. Uh, I hope you enjoyed <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> that's incredible. That was awesome. That's so. That's. I want to sign up. I want to be an extreme ironer. Yeah. I want to be a regular ironer first, <laughs> yeah. and then I want to move on. I feel from like that. I have to build up from being just a casual ironer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. More I iron once, like. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think I ever have or will regularly iron. Right. Yeah, I think I've done it maybe twice in my life. I used to iron like I used to have a weekly day where I would do all my ironing. Cool. And I, you used to iron weekly. Yeah, you were You're the, the most I qualified. Could've, I could have yeah. competed. You're so qualified. Sorry, I, I had the, I had the help do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, oh, Lisa. If only. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Shout out, Lisa Lang. Oh, um, she's a good lady. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Riley, do you want to dive in? I would love to. What have you got for us, my dear friend? Today, boys and girls, and my fellow podcasters, I will be talking about the HMS Victory. Yeah, you will. Tell Victory. me now. So the, the HMS, HMS Victory. HMS, HMAS, I always say that. HMS Victory is a 104-gun, first-rate ship of the line of the Royal Navy. Um, so Britain's yep. Royal Navy, that would be. It's yeah. a big boat. It's a big, it's old, a big boat. old boat. It's a yeah. gorgeous boat. Like, l- listeners, I'm sorry, you can't see this, yeah. but like... Hey, that's it's, a nice boat. Oh, it's that pretty. Is, that's like it's pretty. Show notes. We'll put show it in the show notes. notes. Yeah. yeah. If you want to have a look, notes. it's in the show notes. Or you could, yeah. You could definitely. You I could mean, Google it. You can go on this article. Yeah, you could do that. Um, so it was ordered in 1758. So it's a bit on the uh, the old side. It's yeah. still kicking around today. It's oh, one of cool. very very few ships. Um, from you know, like over two hundred years ago, yeah. still, still, still part of still the actual Royal Navy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still in commission. Like the Navy still use it. Oh, yeah, nice. It's the. Um, I assume it'd be more like ceremonial. Yeah, let me point, let but. me quote this because yeah. this is a, a sentence and a half. Um, she has been the flagship of the first Sea Lord, which is a real title that 
a person can earn. Which sea is Lord. The best Lord thing of the I've sea. ever Lord heard. Lord of the Sea. Um, so it's been the flagship of the first Sea Lord since October 2012, and it's the world's oldest naval ship still in commission. Not enough for you to be captain of this, guys. You've got to be Lord of the Sea. No, you've got to be first Lord of the... Not even like second or third Lord. You've got to be first Lord yeah. of first the Sea. Lord. The original Lord of the Sea, Poseidon himself. Yep. Do you um, get to be Poseidon by I think so. It comes with boat. a trident. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so tell me more. So it was yeah commissioned, as I said, in 1758 by um, a gentleman called Pitt the Elder. Um, okay. Uh, okay. I know a little bit about the Pitts. There was Pitt the Elder and Pitt the Younger. I believe they were both Prime Minister of England in... Uh, do you know why I know a little bit about Pitt the Elder and Pitt the Younger? Because oh, yes. they do appear in an episode of Blackadder, season three. Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Uh, let me just briefly uh, check in with the pits. Oh, yeah, no, I'm doing pretty well. I might need uh, I, I don't, a bit more deodorant. I, I want him gone. <laughs> I want him gone. Yeah. Did my sniffs pick up on Mike is my question. All right, good. good. Can we, we can cut a whole member of this? <laughs> Not just a section? Um, oh so... Um, commissioned in 1978, it was laid down in uh, 19, uh, sorry, 19, 1759. Um, wasn't launched until 1765. Obviously, it takes a little while to build a boat. Um, sure, Particularly of that kind of majesty. Yeah. Um, it didn't go without complication. Oh, though, which, tell me some complications. Um, which was a little upsetting. Um, so there was a team of 150 workmen yeah. um, to build... Uh, the big girl. Um, 6,000 trees were used. Um, most, mostly with oak. Mm. Um, 6,000? 6,000 oh trees. God. And uh, for those keeping costs, it started in 1765. It yeah. cost 63,176 great British pounds sterling and three shillings. Which would be? Um, the equivalent of 7.92 million pounds today. Right. It's an expensive out. boat. That is yeah. an expensive boat. It's like an apartment in Sydney. Yeah. Oh, we're getting topical. Um, okay, so <laughs> here we get to the um, the unfortunate. If you can't afford a house, millennials, just just have your parents buy one for you. Yeah, it's easy. Come on. Come, Come on. on. Come thought on. to try that before? Come on, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on the 7th of May, 1765, the ship was launched and uh, the shipwright Hartley Larkin, that is his actual name. I've not just made Ship that up. What's a shipwright? What's a shipwright? Um, it doesn't have a hyperlink. I can't click on it. Um, Maybe he's like the bloke who names the ships. Yeah, Let's just assume like that. that. Like it might be wrong. Yeah. Quick, yep. quick Google. Quick Google. Rival to the ship left. Shipwright. Um, a ship builder. There we go. Okay, Thank there you go. Google. All right. Oh, well, Thank you, you Google. Um, he was the designated <laughs> foreman of float for the event. So basically he was in charge of the boat and making sure it didn't like sink when everyone... Okay. Um, when everyone was sending it off, realized that it wasn't going to fit through the dock. <laughs> oh, they no. made it too broad to fit through the dock. That's funny. That's um, funny it man. was nine and a half inches too wide. So, story like, of my life. Not even- <laughs> <laughs> James and I made eye contact. Yeah. And we were like, "Who's going to do it first? <laughs> Who's going to make the joke first? Oh, immature penis humor is what we are all about. Well, there we are. I'm sorry, Riley. Go <laughs> That's on, okay. Dude. That's okay. Keep going. That's okay. Um, yeah, so it was a bit too girthy, um, <laughs> the ship. Um, t- told the uh, the dreadful news to his superior, Master Shipwright John Allen, um, 
and they talked about abandoning the launch. They were like, well, I mean, we can't get it out. What's the point? Yeah. Right. Um, no, they um, – so Larkin, Hartley Larkin asked for the assistance of every available shipwright in the area and they took to the dock gates and just cut them away until the ship would fit through. They cut away the dock? Like, not the whole dock, just the, oh. like the gates of it. Just widened oh, it a right. little bit. Yeah, yep, um, yeah, bit, bit, of, bit of renovation. You sure. Know. Yeah, it was due for a renovation. Yeah. <laughs> due for a new coat of paint. Um, and then so they launched it and it uh, was revealed that it had a, a bit of a list. So it's um, – I'm making hand gestures and that's not helping so for like anybody it, who's going to be listening. It had a bit of like a leaning. Yeah, so it leaned to the starboard uh, for anyone um, who is not oh a seagoer. Anyone not seagoing, that is the right-hand side of the ship. Um, yeah, so it was a big old lean over to the right-hand side to the point which um, the lower deck gun ports, so yeah. like where the cannons come out, four foot and six inches above the waterline. Oh, so like that Tyr- ain't big. Like Tyrion Lannister, <laughs> that's the measurement we're using. Yeah, jeez. Um, one Tyrion Lannister. One Tyrion. Tyrion. Uh, so yeah, like these guns were pointing at the water. So, you know... Not super. Not what not you want. Super. If you want to kill some fish, yeah. Just, like, I mean, extreme fishing. Yeah, extreme <laughs> fishing. Go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so all of these, all of these were eventually rectified. Um, they just like changed the ballast, like just changed the weighting of it. Mm. Um, yeah, they um, the the low the lower gun ports couldn't really do a lot with. They were still a bit too low. Um, so. The 104-gun ship that it was uh, was a little bit under that, which would have been sad for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, for, your, they, for your $8 million boat. Yeah, yeah. right? They spent $8 million, $8 million bucks and they pounds. still got it so pounds. wrong. How? Yeah, I don't know. Surely they somebody, had so someone many. had a drink too many that night. They had the Lord of the Sea there. Yeah, they the still first Lord of the Sea right. still couldn't get it done. Surely he would have just um, been able to look at the boat and go, no, 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 no. Yeah, you'd think so. I'm Lord of the Sea, and that will not flow properly. <laughs> you would think so. Historical More quote: like HMS yeah, that, not victory. It's, it's got it here. First Lord of the Sea. Yeah. That, um, yeah. So they got got the boat up on the water finally, and uh, like there was no wars to fight anymore. They, oh, they, they ran out of they, wars. Yes, they just finished the. Um, I think it was the Seven Years War oh. that they like, oh, yeah. just yeah. finished up. Um, yeah, here we go. In 1759, the Seven Years War was going well for Britain. Blah 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 blah. Um, so yeah, like they got this big piss off warship out, and then they're like, "Oh, we were too wars good over. at the wars already. <laughs> we were too good at the wars. Time to make some more. Here we go." <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're like playing that. Civilization the game, and like you start to build like a, yeah, a ship, yeah. and then you go away and you you yeah, kill the other nation, and then you like, you come out. Uh, I'm I built a ship. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like after the Seven Years' War, it kind of sat. For a little while, just being yeah. like a big, pretty, like, look how good we are. We got to build this. It's slightly lent to the piss right. Off boat. <laughs> it's a little bit lopsided. Um, but then it eventually did see some service. So it was in the first battle of Ashant. Uh, it was in the second battle of Ushant. I I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. I apologize to anybody who um, cares for that kind of thing. Um, second battle of Ushant, the siege of Gibraltar, battle of Cape St. Vincent. So it was, you know, it, it got some legs. It, it did some yeah. things. Did they rectify the, 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 the leaning before they sent it off? Or? Yeah, so they really had to, they had to like really work on how they balanced it. Like they had to load it in a specific <laughs> way so that it would stop. That's I love that. That's hysterical. Take um, one step to the left, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jerry, what are you doing Jerry, now? Are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, 
there was uh, where oh, I just saw a thing, but that's gone. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so it copped some damage in the Battle of Cape St. Vincent. Uh, Oof. So it brought back to England and it was um, reconstructed, was fi- fixed up a bit. Um, had another battle at Trafalgar, Battle of Trafalgar. Um, the square or just like that? Yeah, I th- like directly in the middle of London. Nice, yeah, so cool. They just kind of dragged it across, you know, like the scene from Pirates of the Caribbean 3. They, yes. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was based on actual things on actual, that happened. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, yeah, so then in the kind of Victorian area, it was dry docked. So it was yeah. still there, not in the water. Mm. Um, and then they've they fixed her up in the 21st century and chucked her back in the water. And now it's, it's a very pretty boat. Yeah, yeah. now it's there She's to look new. good. And uh, yeah, the, the first Lord of the Sea gets the honour of having his flag hoisted. Um, his personal flag. Okay. That first Lord of the Sea at the moment is Admiral Sir Philip Jones. Good on him. If anyone was curious. Nobody was. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd. All right. Fuck you, Riley. Well, I'm glad that the victory just kind of has her groove back and she's in yeah. it. She's, it's 20, she's a modern boat now. She's yeah, a 21st she's century a modern boat. boat. She, and she don't need she don't no need starboard no, side. <laughs> she don't need no shipwright. Yeah. <laughs> just a sea lord to get her by. Yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Um, another interesting little tidbit. I think if I'm reading this correctly, which I may not be, um, it got paid off. There's two dates here. Mm. It's got paid off and then the 30th of April, 1827 or the 21st of October, 1831. Maybe that's the beginning ending. Hold on, scroll up. Yeah, it says from until. Oh, yeah. okay. But so like, got surely paid off they weren't long. just paying it off like 80 years later. They didn't. <laughs> I feel like that'd be maybe weird. Maybe they were. Maybe, maybe they were though. And then they're like. Know. I've never had a mortgage. Didn't pay it off it after works. that. They had to mortgage it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, that's the HMS victory. I'd like that ship for myself, please. Yeah. Yes. If uh, my birthday is in September, boys, um, if you can sort that out for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. we'll chip in. Your birthday was yesterday. Uh, no, the day before. Oh, shit, it was. Day Happy before, birthday. that's right. Yeah, I, I should remember that because it is the same day as my sister's birthday. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, though at the time of this going out, it will have been <laughs> some five, weeks ago. Five years ago, I believe, is how we're trying <laughs> It's to been no. 89 years. <laughs> Um, no, yes, I did. I had a birthday. Um, Congratulations. As many I want to You do. aged? I did age to a ripe 21. Oh, oh my old birthday. Good vintage. Yeah. It's a good vintage. We got your party this Saturday. We're going we're to drink. We are. We're going to drink. Yeah, it's going to be good. A lot. A lot. And then we have bump in. Woo. Oh, yeah, and then we're bumping in. Is your show after? Oh, that's right. Bump in the next day. Have I told you my schedule for that day? Oh, it's sorry, mental. podcasters. We're just going to talk we're about our lives at the now is what's I'm flying happening. to Sydney that morning. This is yeah. now a blog. Yeah, I'm flying <laughs> to Sydney that morning. Going to my grandmother in Sydney's 80th birthday. Getting crunk. Flying, <laughs> getting crunk. Flying back at like 6 p.m. that evening. Coming to yours. Partying yeah. to the brink of dawn, and then going to bump in at like 9 a.m. the next day. Nice. That's my weekend, no boys. Sleep. No sleep. No s- eat, sleep, rave, repeat. Okay, <laughs> shall we get on to my article? Let's nah. do that. Okay. Let's, no. <laughs> no, this is now, no, we're just having a we're chat. We're just yeah, chatting about We'll write yeah. this one up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good, we're good. Um, I love my article. Go on. Oh, to say, cool. yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, it's adorably sad. You've talked, oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. So, no. I'm going to tell you boys about the 52 Hertz whale. 
the 52 hertz whale. Yep. Okay. Her- hertz as in like hertz. the the freak. H- yeah, the fr- H-E-R-T-Z. H-E-R-T-Z. Yep. So you know how um, because whales like they emit a sound that like emits on a certain frequency. Yep. Like so sound. The blue whale emits on the sound of about 10 to 39 hertz. And the fin whale emits on about 20 hertz. There is one whale in the ocean that scientists can hear, like they can hear, and they can, like, because you can detect, like, frequencies coming in. Right. They can hear it out there that operates on 52 hertz. And it's just this I one whale. I think I've heard and this. And no one else? And no other whale. And that's it's, how it's, they, like, get their partner, right? It's Is the it? world. Yeah, that's how they talk and that's how they get their partner. Oh, it's it's no. the world's loneliest whale oh, because no. he can't talk to anyone but himself. Okay. Oh, how heartbreaking is that? I'm how, so upset. How come it's just the one? How come like genetically I no think other it's like, it's, um, I'll, I'll get into that. <laughs> so yeah, the 52 Hertz whale is an individual whale of an unidentified species, but they think it's either a blue whale or a fin whale. Okay. It calls at the very unusual frequency of 52 Hertz. And these pitches are much higher frequency than that of other whale species with migration patterns most closely resembling the whales because they can track the whale's migration pot. Right. Um, because yeah. they can hear <clears throat> it. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it has been detected regularly in many locations since the late 1980s and appears to be the only individual emitting a whale call at this frequency. It's been described as the world's loneliest whale. I'm so sad for this whale. Yeah, yeah this sucks, man. I just wanted to have a friend. <laughs> do we do anything for him? Yeah, like, what can we do? Does well, science like help him out a little bit? Well, like well, equals let me one bloody tell you. Oh, do we? No. Oh, <laughs> no. Fuck you, 52 hertz whale. I hope you die alone and I know you will. Okay. That was unnecessary. That's what scientists are saying because they don't help him. 52 hertz is just higher than the lowest note on a tuba, right? So it's actually, it's quite low. And then whales go, normal whales... He's now nah, you know what he's 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 just as normal as the rest of the whales. <laughs> he's fine. He's just a bit special. I love you, Graham <laughs> the whale. Graham the whale. His name is Graham. Can we make that canon? Of course. Yeah, the no. official position Naturally. of the podcast is that his name is Graham. Graham. That onto Hertz the Wikipedia whale. right now. Yeah. His name is Graham. His name is Graham. Graham the fifty-two hertz whale. <laughs> and we can like reference our podcast. <laughs> yeah. and, like they can't do anything about it because we've referenced it's referenced. Something. It's legit canon. Oh god. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Um, the 52 hertz calls of this whale are highly um, variable in their pattern or repetition, duration, sequence, although they are easily identifiable due to their frequency and characteristic, characteristic clustering. The calls have deeply uh, deepened slightly to around 49 hertz since 1992. So it's suggesting the whale has grown or matured, right? Okay. So it's ball he's getting closer. He's getting Is anyone closer. else at 49? No one's at 49. Oh. Because like the... So... Um, yeah, he still operates at about 10 hertz higher than the highest blue whales and about 19 hertz higher than fin whales. Mm. You'll get there. He'll get there. He'll get there, Graham. Um, so, yeah, uh, he was discovered by a team uh, from the Woods Hole Ocean- Ocean- oh, geez. Oceanographic Institution. Nice. Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution. Uh, it was first detected in 1989 and then again in 1990 and 1991. In 1992, following the end of the Cold War, the US Navy partially deca- declassified the recordings and technical specifications of its... Ooh, one of, so it's an anti-submarine hydrophone array. Okay. And so right. they made it available. It's called SOSUS, S-O-S-U-S. Okay. And they made it available for American oceanographers. So, so like, it, it, like they had military-grade equipment to like detect stuff. Cool. Yeah, right. um, so, and then in 2014, the whale has been detected every year 
uh, since 2014. Cool. So oh he's still God. kicking. Yeah. He's still uh, going. So Lonely boy. Yeah. Oh. Um, there's been a documentary about him, a feature-length documentary entitled The 50, 52, The Search for the Loneliest Whale. Oh, no, it's in production. It's in production. It's oh. still happening. No, okay, hang on. No, how did for a Kickstarter campaign? The film is due for release sometime in 2017. So clearly, someone's oh, not it's outdated. Not um, not updated. We it. need yeah. to do our job and update this. I'm going to find a Wikipedia page. Pick up, see if there are any updates. Yeah, cool. Uh, then there was a short film, The Loneliest, a short mockumentary film about two women searching for the loneliest whale. It was made in April 14. Um, and I feel like that's just bullying. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's just bullying. That's like, why don't you make a mockumentary about this sad, sad yeah. story? Um, yeah, there are a couple of songs being written about the Fifty Two Hertz Whale. Ooh. Um, oh, sorry, South Korean K-pop group BTS. Hey, uh, their 2015 album, "The Most Beautiful Moment in Life," Part Two. Their fourth track, uh, "Walian Fifty Two," uh-huh. explicitly uses the Fifty Two Hertz Whale as a metaphor for the alienation from others, often felt by adolescents. Well, there you go. Wow. BTS, uh, friends BTS, of the show, friends of the show. BTS, BTS. Yeah, um, shiny's better. Uh, the English folk duo Catherine Roberts and Sean Lakeman uh, included the song 52 Hertz on their 2015 album, Tomorrow Will Follow Today. The song is about a whale, is, is about the whale, includes the line 52 Hertz, 52 Hertz, I'm singing a love song that no one can hear. Oh, I'm glad that we all really like we the all 52 really like it. Hertz if he whale. Knew, like, if he yeah. only knew. If he only knew that oh. someone out there knew about him and like was rooting for him. Yeah, yeah. we're on your side, we're buddy. On your yeah. side. Do we know if it's a if it's a boy or a girl? No, I think it is believed that it might be a female. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so Graham the female whale. Graham the female <laughs> whale. Oh. Uh, so, um. Scientists at the at the Oceanographic Institution that I was talking about earlier, yeah, uh, they've been uh, so they have been able to unable to identify the species of the whale. They speculate that yeah. it could be malformed or possibly a blue whale slash fin whale hybrid. Oh my god! So blue whale, fin whale had a bit of a sexy time, and they were yeah. like, "All right, cool, it's been it's been real." And then, um, yeah, oh my fifty two hertzy. Here we go. Oh my Graham. Wow. What if like. The, he just got a bit of krill stuck in his throat. What if that? He's just been The research team have been contacted by um, hard of hearing people or, uh, and deaf people who believe that the whale might be deaf. Oh, oh yeah. interesting. Um, so whatever biological cause underlies its unusually high frequency, uh, it does that. It does not seem to be detrimental to its survival, which is it's yeah. It's the fact that the whale has survived and apparently matured indicates it is probably healthy. Still, its unique call is the only one of its kind detected anywhere, and there is only one such source per season. Because of this, the animal has been called the loneliest whale in the world. Mm. And that's where we'll wrap up the story of the fifty-two <laughs> hertz whale. The oh, we close the book of Graham whale. Graham the whale. Graham the whale. Um, on the article, there is a sound file, so you can hear what he sounds like. Oh, fun! Uh, we'll put notes. it in the show notes. We'll Go have a notes. listen, and you can just you can really just oh, it's playing now. We've accidentally started playing. Accidentally playing. No one will be able to hear that. That's I That's feel a little bit unsettled by this. Yeah. it sounds like the. Um, did you? Did anyone listen to the NASA release that like SoundCloud sound account of like of the frequencies planets. of different planets? Oh. Something about it is Saturn just fucked me up. Saturn, oh yeah, not good, <laughs> not good. Anyway, so that so that was the the file on there though. It's been sped up by ten times, raising the pitch to five hundred and twenty hertz. Oh, just I so, see. Like, you can, so you'll you can actually, actually be able to hear it. it. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, I would highly recommend going to have a listen and just just while you're listening, just think about the whale and maybe Graham, the collective the power of the world will um will let him know that we're here. We're rooting for yeah. him every step maybe of the way. Maybe her or gender non-binary. Yeah. We're rooting for them every rooting step of the them. way. Maybe we'll We're you know, on your side lower way. a few hertz if we kind yeah. of reach out to them in yeah. our thoughts. I think so. All right. I think we don't set up a Patreon for ourselves. Yeah. We do set up a Patreon we for Graham. For Graham. Yeah, the 52 hertz whale, though. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So simple. So simple. We just get the money yeah. and then... Give it, give, to it to him. Graham. Graham. give it to we'll Graham. Give it to Graham. We'll go swimming and we'll find uh-huh. him. Here, mate. I won't be able get to go swimming. Plus. I am deathly afraid of sharks, so like deep oceans can't do it. Uh, but James, you will go swimming. I'll go you? in. I'll swim down to Graham and give Graham some money. Yeah, because that will use it. Whale dollars. You can transfer them to whale clams. Yeah. Them cl- Oh, no. tish. And on that note, I think it's time that we fully have right. discussion. Let's. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We were definitely going to pick a winner. Um, you didn't I have was to... thinking about it. We were definitely going to pick a winner. I was thinking about it the whole time. <laughs> I was yeah. too. Well, what do we think tonight, boys? We had some good ones. We This was a yeah. pretty solid a across episode. the board. Yeah. Yeah. Good episode. I'm surprised by us. We got yeah. one. Mainly by myself. <laughs> we got one good one. <laughs> we're all going to vote for ourselves. Yeah. I think... <laughs> now, please, James. Tiebreaker. Uh, oh, okay. So what are, t- are you actually voting for yourself? No, I don't no. know. <laughs> James, what do you what do you what do you vote for? All right. No, don't start with me. Go around. Okay. Come back to me. Um, right, Curtis, who do you think? What did you do again? I did extreme ironing. Okay. If, if you forgot <laughs> if you forgot already, it's obviously not Ooh, that one. We've done yeah. extreme ironing, we did the HMS victory, and we did the 52 hertz well. Yeah. Okay. I feel like a strong, like Spirit animal connection with Graham, the fifty-two votes well. So I'll be, I'll be voting for Graham. Okay, yeah. Right, so we are just all going to vote for Aaron. Things. Yeah. What are you going to You vote for? You vote for H. Wait, wait. Victory. Can I say now? I'm going to vote for extreme ironing. So I quit the podcast. Who do you Because Zane will be our tiebreaker. So who do you vote for? Yeah. I no. I um. Are you going to break this tie? Yeah, I'm. I'm breaking the tie. Um, Graham has tugged on my heartstrings. Fair. Um, Fair. Yeah. yeah but, all right. Wait, wait, wait. But go on. But He's I did totally like mine hard. as well. Okay. So the 52 hertz It's well the wins. 52 hertz yeah. well. All right. No, so fair enough. We could chuck them all in. What does that make for us now? We've got Hummus. Oh, Rat God. King. Oh, I don't want to go I've all the a, way I've got a list. I've got a list. I can, I can pretty sure I remember. Hummus, okay. Rat King, Speed 2 Cruise Control. Always. Um, oh, I can't remember episode four, though. Episode four. It was yours. Oh, um, the hut, Principality of the Hut River. Yeah, and it's then on. it was Rainbow Bridge, and now we've got fifty-two hertz whale. So we got we got some um, we got some weird shit, and we've got, we some, got some sad shit. shit. We got yeah. some sad shit, and we just got some stupid shit. A diverse yeah. range. So it's shaping up to be a good leaderboard it's at the moment. Um, right. Well, I just like to say um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can catch us on iTunes, Google Play, Stritcher, or any of the other podcatchers uh, of your what choice. What was that last one you said? What did I say? Stritcher. Stritcher. I meant Stitcher. There you go. There First you time go. speaking, dickhead. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Come on. I was doing so well. Stitcher. You did really well. Uh, I'm proud of you. Other- iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, yep. or any other podcatcher of your choice. Uh, we'd oh, like man. to say thank you very much to That's Not Canon Productions yes. mm-hmm. for letting us have this podcast. We often have fun, sometimes not so much, but I think this week we had fun. This was a good one. This was a good week. I needed this. I needed this. It's a long week for us, I think. It's Monday. Yeah, please. No, Jen. Our theme song. Our theme song is Purgatorian Friends. Yes, it is. by Kevin MacLeod. Thank you to him for all of his royalty-free music. 
Um, if you have enjoyed the show, please share it around with friends and uh, please consider rating us and reviewing us. Only a five. Only if exclusively five. Exclusively five star. Maybe something lower if you don't want to. I'll allow it. <laughs> I won't. I'll find you. Yeah. No, you can rate us what you want, but uh, yeah, it would. Yeah, give us your thoughts. It would help us out, uh, especially, yeah, spreading the word. Uh, because we are very early in our life and we appreciate kind of people getting the word out. Mm, so absolutely. Speaking of spreading the word, check us out on Facebook, uh, Twitter and Instagram. I cannot remember all the handles. So James, do you want to rattle those off? Uh, Twitter is at unfeaturedpod. Uh, uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash unfeaturedarticles. And Instagram and is just Instagram. unfeatured articles. It's just unfeatured articles. I did know that one. Yes. <laughs> Well, that'll do it for us, us, folks. Uh, Thank you for joining us. And as always, browse responsibly. The world is a mess. War, famine... Politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important lessons... Or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical... Subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know, wherever you find fun and funny podcasts. Or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.